0: Hey, what's going on this is jay glover welcome to another midnight podcast
1: and can be a start Feels like a barbarian still out It's like a bad day that never ends I feel the chaos around me A thing I don't try to deny I better learn to accept that There are things in my life I can't control They say love are nothing but a sore I don't even know what love is Too many tears I've had to fall Don't you know I'm so tired of it all I have no terror, these spells Finding out the secrets, will tell Whatever it is it can be named There's a part of my world that's fitting away I play.
0: All right, follow me on this one. Follow me on this one. We. We're 21 episodes in. 21 volumes. Uh, A lot of things we've talked about, but they've always been from things of the past. We never really talk about things in the future. In this podcast, and I think Apex Overtake is the episode I want to start looking to the future of things, especially nearing the end of the series. Um, And I think it's important to sometimes forget that the past is there, and I think that's in order to move forward. Um, uh, not saying that there's anything wrong with looking in the past, but I- I've realized that looking in the past has kept me in the past and I- it would be stupid for me to sit here and have a whole entire series just focused on, you know, the American sp- experience, uh, Set from past experiences. Because America is all about moving forward. Life. The world is all about moving forward. And just remembering. Where you came from. I implore people. To. Look for. uh, That in their lives. I, I implore people to. Look forward in order to progress and that's something I recently just started thinking about I've been getting a lot of love about this ambition uh, volume and um, you know not to discredit any of the other ones uh, but the ambition volume was something that I think was like just something that I felt was necessary for the time that I recorded it. But. It was it was I feel to me the first time. And and I haven't even really thought about that. Like it really. When I was when I was doing that one. It, it was fun to think about, damn, I can't believe that was really the first time that let, that, that was uh, what led to me sitting in that car and just being angry at the world, you know, in volume one, where I was like, man, I can't believe I fell this far, you know, two or three years later basically living out of my car, and, you know, being high as shit, no food, no no place to live, you know, eating out of fucking trash cans, fucking sleeping in vacant apartments, uh, you know, shit like that, this is just, this is, and I kid you not, this is 2019, from like 2016-ish to like 2019, that was my life, what you just heard, that was... That was recent. <laughs> that So, you know, when you look back at, at the time of this recording, that was recent. So to put that in perspective to now, eight, nine months later, where I'm about to open a shop, you know, or compared to the beginning of the podcast in April, you know, now I'm about to open up a shop with merchandise and novelties and shit like that, uh, working towards building the podcast studio so that I could provide a better environment and better equipment and better, uh, uh, recording experience for those who want to, you know, put their voice out compared to what I have to deal with now. Uh, and that's with all the donations and you know money that i make on the side for you know actually going out to a job or you know uh just trying to scrounge whatever i can together to make that dream possible i want to make sure though that that you know potentially you don't have to go through that and have to wonder and think up of something you know I, I because i've lived it man you know i mean you've heard them you've heard the stories and when i'm looking back at this it it it, it kind of scares me about ending this podcast the way that I feel like it's necessary to end it. It it could be it could be a Joe Rogan thing. It could be you know me sitting there day in, day out, week in, week out, and say, you know, and do the same spiel. But I don't feel like that's how life is. And I'm not going to do that to something that I've, you know, created in life, which is this podcast. But I do want to say that going forward, if I were to, let's say five years from now, I'm, you know, driving down, you know, Wordsbach, it's nice little, uh, stretch of highway that, is in San Antonio. It's a really fun place to race too, if you into that shit. But I see myself, you know, driving back in on with like a 1987 uh, Ferrari Testarossa, uh, which is personally my favorite car. <laughs> and the one thing I do plan on buying as a vanity buy, you know, everybody's selfish, you know. Whenever this whole thing works out for, you know, me, I I, I do plan on doing that. At least getting that car and saying, Damn, man, like I worked hard for this. I deserve this car. I'm gonna have to find it. I, I've been looking all over the internet for that for a long time. I'm like, man, someone's gotta have a, like an original nineteen eighty seven Testarossa out there, like bad bitch, man. So I could just you know, have something to work towards, you know a carrot, if you will, uh, you know, it's, it's the things like that, that I look forward to in my personal life, but the things that I have to do to get to that point involves including you all, you know, and I feel like, you know, building a podcast studio, uh, providing community relief gardens which was a big thing in the depression era back in the day uh, for hard times like to you know what people are going through in 2020 and possibly even today uh, whenever you're listening to this um, I it's stuff like that that I feel like is going to get me to that 1987 Ferrari, Testarossa, you know, a lot of people have their ways to get to that point. Some people feel like they don't need nobody. Some people feel like they can get there through an app, you know, building an app. Some people feel like they can do that through, you know, robbing people or, you know, entertaining people. I, I want to help people, you know, that's the whole point of you know, trying to overstep everybody in this podcasting game. And on top of that, if you guys don't know, the Simpsons <laughs> are pretty good indicators of the future and, you know, popularity and things that are of the thing, of the now, you know, the quote-unquote hot topics of the day. And they just recently released a uh, uh, an episode a week or so back from this time Called uh, podcast news, and it's all about podcasting, and that's kind of convincing to me about the future of podcast. It, it really is. It really is. It's it's really one of those things where I feel like it's the new medium. I've told I've told people this. I do believe podcasting is the new form of social media. It it has all the things that social media is, but more like like for instance, everybody has some shirt, and it's easy. It's damn near free, or if not, if you look at the right places, free. Um, to have a show nowadays, it really is. It's like some Andy War, uh Warhol shit where anybody and everybody can have their fifteen minutes of fame. At any point in time, all they got to do is just have a cell phone or a mic or a or a laptop and press record. And then from there, it's all about personality and content. And, you know, hustle and discipline. And I seriously think that the economy, the way it's set up now, is going to go that route. It's going to go towards... (laughs) It's like, it's like an updated version of what was the thing back in the day during the Depression era, you know, listening to radio shows or radio novels uh, on the radio where you know, they'll tell you a story on the radio like in the 1930s or 40s, you know, with, you know, voice actors and the weird sounds like talking about space aliens or some shit or, you know, um, uh, 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 news information. Uh, content uh, being, it, it really it really is to me, and from what I've seen just this past year alone, because of the pandemic, because everybody's stuck in their homes, because, uh, it, and basically because of the president for the past four years, uh, a lot of people have kind of started turning away from mainstream media, so they just want to start listening to their own thing, and I think a lot of people are getting on to that. I've I'm in a few podcast groups, um, and you know, shout out to y'all in those podcast groups because I really do believe a lot of you guys are the ones who are boosting the listens to you know this podcast, and I appreciate that. Uh, but I I feel like. You know, from what I see in those groups, there's always there's always new people jumping in now, you know, during this holiday season, you know, everybody's like jumping in on it. And I think at the beginning of the of the pandemic, there wasn't a lot of people uh, as far as like content wise. It was just kind of like, hey, you know, I, I want to start a podcast and, you know, or I, I want to start a live stream. But uh, I, I, I don't I don't know how to start one like how I was when, you know, on the on that ambition episode. I, I, I knew I wanted to do something that used creativity, that used art, that used. But I, at that time, podcasting was a niche thing. It was like it was like okay you know it was a thing like people knew of pot you know Joe Rogan Bill Burr you know stuff like that uh you know podcasts have been around for at least 10 15 years but now like this year it's 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 like the new it's I kind of look at it like how myspace and Facebook were when they first came out it was like the first things of social media that's where we're at with podcasting it's like okay we're at the first things of this new form of entertainment in live streaming this you know once again live streaming has been around and whatnot but i mean like just to the point where it's a part of everybody's lives now you know twitch i remember when twitch first came out uh Which is now owned by Amazon. (laughs) They're taking over. But, uh, you know, Twitch just recently, I would say maybe the last two years, maybe three years, is when they really started blowing up. Same thing with um, uh, live streaming shows. That's why you now see YouTube offer that, you know, YouTube TV premium service shit. Because they know what the future is turning into and it's exactly what i'm talking about uh you know podcast apps are popping up left and right uh i plan on building some sort of podcasting app in the near future uh once again going back to the original point of this episode which is you know just letting you guys in on what i think i see is the new form of entertainment of the future um I think it's going to be fun. I think a lot of people now have things that they want to say. uh, And we're in the medium of. Like being able to. I think a lot of people are just tired of living behind the avatar for the last four or five years because everybody was so afraid of being canceled, afraid of being vilified for their beliefs or whatnot. Then you have voices like me who don't give a fuck that pop up every now and again and give uh, rise to other people that have that same hope and faith and say, okay, you know what? She or he or they or whatever, they're doing it. They're saying it. Why not me? And I've noticed that, too, uh, with my Facebook friends. And, uh, I shouldn't say Facebook friends, my friends who are on Facebook, (laughs) you know, uh, you heard in the last episode, uh, you know, my home girl, Maddie, she's, she's got a podcast. Uh, you know, I got, you know, my man, Jay Shep, who you're, uh, who you're here, Jordan, you know, later in the series, uh more closer to the end. Uh, but he's got his own thing on Twitch, uh, YouTube. Go check him out too. Um, I'm a, I'm 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 at that point now to where I see it and I've done it long enough with bare minimum essentials that I can provide some sort of asset to the You know, voices like them and sponsor them and have them help me reach my dreams by helping them reach their dreams, which is essentially, you know, it's it's a nice trade off. It's, you know, essentially, okay. you're helping me make my dream real. So I want to help make your dreams real, too, by allowing you to be doing this full time and not have to worry where the money's coming from. Um I want to provide a space for folks like them and for folks like you who would like to, you know, join the wave. And I'm telling you, you better join. You better join. And I and I, and I, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to strong arm you. <laughs> I'm just saying better join the wave of you know providing live streaming and podcasting content. Uh because it's it's here. It's here. And it's no longer it's no longer all about pushing out content. Now it's about how unique your content is, no matter how much you push out the content is it unique. What makes it stand out compared to all the other ones? Uh, Are you are you always doing something that is going to push, you know, not only your own art, your own content, your own, you know, personality beyond the point, but will it push others to go beyond their points and make even better content and, you know, provide better uh, resources for themselves and for others to branch out and do, you know, more creative and artistic things. That's the direction I think we're going is towards that direction. Um, and I'm and I'm ready for it. I I want to I want to be able to have uh, Standard Active Laboratories cultivate a culture of that. That's my that's my plan of the future, essentially. And that's why I always ask for money. <laughs> it it doesn't hurt to ask for money. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt to ask for money. It really doesn't. You just ask. You keep asking. I have made. I, I'll let you guys in. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna say because you know we being a nonprofit, because we can keep. We can keep the numbers private if we want. Uh, so and we keep. We can keep the donors private if we like. So, uh, and we do. Um, uh, but at this point in time. <laughs> Most of the money that has been I got, and I'm doing air quotes donated right now. It's only been a couple of people over a span of almost a year. Uh um, and that was something I came into this after a while I'm doing this shit, kind of expected. I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm nobody, I just started this shit you know i'm just i'm just shifting the gears i'm just trying to you know overtake this apex and fucking go over and uh you know beat the next person that's closest to me and then i'll worry about the next the next driver in front of me and i'll beat them and if if this were a race to you know success i guess you would say and i know success is relative But to me, success is that podcast studio and that uh, relief garden that I want to provide for the communities. Uh, If I'm going to get there, I got to make sure I'm documenting the things that I did to get there. And once again, one of them was just always asking y'all for money, even though, you know, majority of y'all don't want to fucking give a shit. I don't give a shit about that. I like the fact that you guys. You guys are like fuck you and your your fucking life. Or life is fucked up. That's why we love it <laughs> and we intend to keep it that way. So uh, you figure it out. Since you you here telling us that you know how to fucking survive the struggle, so struggle. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that about you guys right now, but I do think that that's a problem. You know, it's like, you know, it's like a DJ. You know what I mean? Like, DJs are... I I love DJs. Important that they are the drum beat of all hip-hop. You know, DJs are the, you know, drum beat of all music. You know, as far as, you know, getting your name or your stuff out there. Here's the reason why I drop all these different songs on there. It ain't because... I, you know, I'm out of ideas or I'm trying to do fillers. It's because these are actual songs in my life that I actually felt and they're nostalgic to me to where I feel like, okay, these songs can connect to these episodes in a way to where it's kind of like a little peek into my mind at that time of talking to you about what I was experiencing, what I was feeling during that time. Um, that, and that's important. But, it, I, I you know, and it's important. And, and another thing a lot of DJs do and radio hosts and shit like that do is they always show love for those, you know, artistic individuals, you know, whether it's music or, art or whatever, you know, like curators in the art gallery, you know, they own the art gallery, but they don't own the art. You know, they just promote that art so that that art can, that art is, can make their due and make a little money. Now they got to break off the curator, a little side of that money. Like, Oh, I appreciate you putting my art up and getting it sold in there. But you know, Most of the money goes to that artist, you know, and that's what I try to do on these is I don't try to put the artist behind me and say, "Okay, you're going to make me sound good. It's hey, artist, I'm going to put you on this track. So that you can have your music shown out there, I don't want no money for it, I don't want shit for it, I just want other people to appreciate the same things that got me through the things in my life to get to this point. And I think that your music should be heard by them too. And, uh, that comes. And if you come from that place, I think that's where a lot of people feel like they would support you more is like, Oh, okay. You, you're not trying to take credit You're you're trying to give me credit, you know. You're trying to help me out, and that's how I look at it with this whole thing, you know, with this whole wave. That's why, you know, we when I'm asking for, you know, donations and stuff, I'm not asking because I want to get rich. I'm asking because I know what I'm going to do with that money. Like I got a plan with it. Like I've told y'all part of it already. Um, You know now that 1987 Ferrari Testarossa. <laughs> you know, the hot red Testarossa. I'm gonna get that. I said like, it'll take time. It's gonna take time. But the but don't be surprised in you know, 5 7 years, you see your brother rolling down with two bad bitches in the back, you know, driving, you know, 120 miles an hour on the Texas highways and fucking Ferrari Tessa Rosa fucking doing my thing like I like I'm out in Manico fucking racing or some shit like <laughs> I mean is it wrong for a brother to dream let me dream that at least let me not even dream let me let me work for that at least you know and I know for a fact I'm not stupid. Can't get there without the help of others, and in this case, I know that my help is gonna have to come from you. Uh, I I I just I just see it happening. I, I, I you you got to get on this wave. You got to make your voices heard, people gotta go out there this is the time now this this is the time if there was a time any other time in the world to actually have a personality and have that personality uh, personality pay for for you like you getting paid for just having a a unique and genuine personality it would be now if any other time in history <laughs> Where you would get paid, like the only other time in history that I could think of, once again, the depression era. That's the only other time in history where I think personalities were getting paid. Not like, you know, the feet, the looks, and the CGI's, and, you know, uh, uh, stuff like that. Like, think about it. Comedians are the biggest things um, on earth right now. Everybody wants to laugh. So when you see a new special on Netflix, uh, uh, it blows up. Uh, same thing with, you know, content. Everybody wants to watch a Twitch stream or they go on Facebook and watch, you know, uh, some some cat gaming, you know, doing, you know, uh, gameplay tutorials or run, uh, walkthroughs or some shit, or just... You know, playing a game and just bullshitting and chatting. Uh, Same thing with podcasting. You know, you're listening to one or, you know, whatever one you prefer. Uh, You know, people are going on, you know, Instagram and selling their shit on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, on Amazon. Instead of going to, you know, re, you know, the traditional retailers, and once again, it's all based off of personality. How do you sell your personality to the people for people to connect with you? Um, this is not me selling my personality, by the way. <laughs> this is who I'm naturally in. Okay, like we we don't need to think about anything other than that at this point with me, y'all should know me by now, like, definitely, y'all, y'all definitely know who the fuck I am by now, guys can't put a face to the voice, (laughs) but the voice can and does, I feel, connect to you in a way to where you, if you were to meet me in person, you wouldn't feel any different, you'd just be like, oh, damn, this, this is what the brother looks like. (laughs) it's not like oh you're so different and oh man i love your i love your podcast blah 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 blah. you're so uh, no like this is me like every single episode has been me it's just me it's just me with you know shitty recording equipment but i but what makes a lot of people enjoy the podcast and enjoy what you're listening to and hopefully what you're enjoying yourself is the personality is the genuineness of uh what you're hearing that's all it is that's my selling point just being genuine being you know providing good customer service hey you know i know what you guys like to hear y'all especially in this country in america but people in general i've learned love hearing fucked up people they love hearing other people be miserable and then make fun of their own misery, or you know, make or make light of their own drama, and just keep moving. People love that shit. People love drama. People love drama. Individuals might not, but people as a as a species, as humans, we love drama. We love drama. I'm not above myself for saying that. I I can watch some drama. <laughs> I can't I can't be a part of it. I'd rather not be around it. But if I hear a kid, you know, acting like a fool in a grocery store and the mom or parent or whatever can't handle it and the kid's just throwing a tantrum and throwing stuff around, I'm going to watch. I ain't going to try to jump in. I'm going to be like, let's see what happens from here. (laughs) And plus the fact that everybody can't fucking stand to lose a fight anymore so, no matter what you do, even if you walked up on somebody, you, you have the possibility of getting a fucking bullet in your head. So, it's kind of like, okay, might as well just sit there and fucking enjoy the drama and see how it plays out. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Future. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the future. I keep thinking about that Ferrari Testarossa, though. I, oh, man. You know... I, you know, at the beginning of this, of this podcast, I was telling y'all, you know, from like 2016 to 2019, basically living out, out of my car. You know, the, I would, you know... I would live from place to place. Oh, no, no, I lied. 2019... I actually started getting my shit together because I actually understood, okay, now I know what I want to do. Now it's just a matter of the opportunity to see it and grasp it and do it. Uh, and my opportunity, I think, came from uh, the summer of 2018. Yeah. The summer of 2018. Because. Uh, that was when. The car that I was telling y'all I was living out of. Uh, broke down. <laughs> and I almost didn't have a car. And I almost d- didn't have a job. Then I would have been fucked. And I probably would have committed suicide at that point. And I would. And I was just. I would have been done. I was living in San Marcos. With my homeboy uh, Joe. Um, and. uh he, uh, he, uh, he was nice enough to let me crash at his place for the summer while I was getting my shit together. And whilst this time, uh, I was, I was unfortunate enough to have my 2005, 2004 Grand Prix, Pontiac Grand Prix, it was handed down, you know, my Little brother got it for graduation. Then he joined the military, and uh, which he came back. He came back and uh, visited uh, about a week or so ago from the time of this podcast. And you know, love seeing him. Brought this woman with him. You know, I was growing up. I'm proud of him. You know, he's still in the military. He came out from uh, uh, California to hang out with the fam. So shout out, shout out to him, but it was his car. But once he grabbed, once he went into the uh, military, it was my stepdad's car. And then I had a car for like a period of like a year, but then it broke down and I, it was a car, it was a car that I got from my, my man, Anthony. The Asian cat that I told y'all about like way back, like a couple of like maybe episode 10 or 11, but it broke down. It was his brother-in-law's uh, Ford Ex- Ford Explorer, a.k.a. the Ford Exploder. If y'all ain't into cars, uh, <laughs> those cars are notorious for fucking blowing up on you. And the uh, turning belt snapped on mine. But that was during the time where I didn't have the money because I had just recently dropped out of that, uh, uh, the, uh, what what was that job? Uh, the job that I told y'all on, uh, that I worked with with uh, uh, my gay Latino supervisor in uh, volume 19. And so I didn't have the money to put that car into a shop. So I, I sat there fucking... Riding the bus for a year, and then I just couldn't pay rent anymore. For I didn't pay rent for like five or six months, and then <laughs> and I went to court twice. They evict. They tried to evict me twice, and the second time I was just like, "Look, dude, I I got away with it the first time. I, it ain't happening the second time. I I'm just gonna have to move out." And so I ended up moving with my folks. And that was when I got the Pontiac Grand Prix. Then I wasn't really making any money. I was still in that depressed phase, like just trying to figure out my own way to make my own money and to make and the you know build towards my own future. And um I remember like once I got up to San Marcos. I had already started a business the first time. I was making money, but it was kind of like, it was enough money to live on. I had, and what I would do was I would set up uh, tables around town and just sell like small little things, you know, novelties. It was just more like, but it was like fundraising. It was like essentially fundraising, Uh, some shit that I learned during my time in D.A.R.E. When I would do some fundraising and uh, pro- promos for Dare uh, for the public, you know, face to face, you know, fundraisings, uh, you know, it has, you know, those Dare t shirts, you know, uh, the like some toys, you know, some shit. But it helped me learn how to sell shit. It really did. It really taught me how to promote. It really taught me how to, you know, build a business, you know, how to talk to people, how to how to manage a team, how to conduct business. It really did teach me. And I was only there for like three or four months, but it was during the 2016 election. So it was I had face to face. I mean, face to face firsthand experience of what we are all watching now like people were acting the same way back then then you know all this craziness where people were just you know blatantly just being obnoxious and rude and stupid about having to wear a mask or you know you're not going to take my gun or shit like that like i had to deal with people face to face like that and them yelling at me and i have to sit there and take that shit and be like look do you want to fucking help kids not smoke crack or not like it, it, if you you could just sit there and tell me no <laughs> it, or you don't have to say nothing. Just keep moving. Don't give me your politics about this shit. This ain't this ain't this ain't about that. Okay. <laughs> but I mean the the big thing I was trying to get with the car is I uh that uh Pontiac Grand Prix Taught me a lot of things about the future, um, out of necessity because I didn't have the money to, you know, put it into a shop. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll get to that point in a second, but uh, (laughs) I just thought about the a guy that was fixing my car at that time, and I'll, I'll tell you the death of my car here in a second, but. And with that car, I've had so many memories, you know. uh, 2018, it breaks down. It's the first time I I don't have a car. I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to start walking to work again in my life. Like, I'm always walking to work. I'm always walking. I can't keep a car. I can't keep a car. (laughs) So I'm just like, man, fuck this, man. I'm going to learn how to fucking diagnose it and fucking... Uh, do what I can to fucking do it on my own because I don't have the money to put it in the shop. And sure enough, learned how to diagnose the car, learned what the problem was, learned, you know, that um, it was the steering pump brake. I had to fucking take it out, replace it with a new steering pump brake, a new turning belt, how to learn, you know, I did all this shit, all the, and that was something that I think inspired me, improved to, to myself that okay if i could fix my fix and practically rebuild parts of my own damn car with no mechanical knowledge and luckily joe was a big mechanic he is a big mechanic he graduated from texas state uh with an engineering degree so it's a very smart cat it's a very smart cat uh and he's one of the people that he was actually uh our first roommate uh me, Anthony, and Austin's uh, first roommate. Uh, if you listen to the other to all other volumes, you know who those two guys are. I'm not going to explain who they are. You, you're just going to have to listen to the episodes to jump in and know who those cats are. I have gone in length forth who those two cats are. But Joe was our random roommate at that time, and when we all first went to Texas state together and he, he just graduated 2019 ish. or Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Cause he just graduated and he hasn't. Yeah. 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 He graduated 2019, December, 2019. So, uh, and I was living with him at that time. Uh Because they were they were about to have a child and shit and they needed some help. And I was like, well, I need a place to stay, too. So fuck it. We and, you know, we both had, you know, uh, means of money to support, you know, the living of being in the house. Plus, I just wanted to see them start off on the right foot, bringing a child into this crazy fucking world. So I didn't mind fucking dropping, you know, four or five hundred dollars a month you know, to help the cause, but by that time, I didn't have a car, so I was walking four or five fucking miles to work, in the hot ass sun, in the middle of fucking August, in Texas, and, 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 in the winter, (laughs) at the beginning of COVID, and the winter, like 2019 winter. The winter of 2019, I was walking to and from my other job uh, at the convenience store uh, off of I-35. Just, just keep uh, that. That those are small details. The important part is is that my ass was walking all 2019 and half of 2018. I had a car from maybe 20. 16 to 2018, and then I didn't have a car from like 2015 ish back to like 2009, eight, nine or eight. I know some of y'all like, damn, really, nigga? Like, you don't, what the fuck have you been doing? I know, once again. Listen to all the stories. (laughs) Listen to all the listen to the whole podcast. You've missed a lot if you if you just jumping in on this one and you're just like, damn, like. But for those who haven't kept up with the podcast, y'all be like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, I can see that now. Yeah, all right, continue. but like uh yeah, 2018 I, I fixed the car with the with his help, but uh you know once 2019 came around like the first part of 2019 um I'm still living out of my car. I don't think I moved in with Joe until I until like damn like May of 2019. With him and Victoria, like it was like April or May of 2019 that we no it was like May ish yeah it was like May of 2019 when we moved in together because there was a time where I was living with that's a real of it but but um I. I just I, the reason why I'm ch- I'm stuck on this car thing is because it, it's it's such a big part of my life. It really is as shitty as I've had to deal with that fucking car. That car taught me so much about you know me being able to make something happen out of nothing, and that's the part of the reason that it that fucking shitty ass 2005 Grand Prix is 2004 (laughs) 2004 grand prix is the big part of the story because as shitty as that car was it taught me how to fix a car because i couldn't afford to take it into the shop and the one time that i was able to afford to bring that car into a shop um the guy i because and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out on on the street. I was so poor I didn't even have that car registered. like I it was the tags were like a year and a half old. so the guy, and I, and I and every I knew it was gonna fill an inspection. So I was like, fuck it. Uh, I got it inspected and the guy looked at me and was just like, dude, I'm surprised you still have this car working. <laughs> so he tells me what ha- what I needed to fix. And um, I'm taken to the shop to fix it, right? And they do a diagnostic test, like the the actual pro mechanics. They do a diagnostic test on it, and he, the guy comes back and he's like, "This is like the last time I've actually owned a vehicle of my own." Like at this point, I just I just you know bought you know my folks my mom's car or you know uh you know my brother's car or something like that, and you know I do what I need to do but uh <laughs> I remember this guy he does the test this is like 20, 2000. yeah this is like twenty nineteen and i and, and it was like a fiend it was it was very fitting into the car cuz now that i'm thinking about it it it's it's kind of like it was like a piece of my past that i needed to let go and you know if you notice throughout this whole entire podcast and you know series and you know just throughout my life a lot of these things that happen are just things that i i had to shed it wasn't like something I was like, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. It was like, there's just events that would recur over and over in my life to the point where I just had to learn like the hard way. I had to learn multiple times of the same lesson. Like, okay, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. Okay. Now I'm not doing it anymore. Now until the next thing, you know, I had to slowly shed my problems, my problems of my past away. And I've noticed that a lot of the things that I did in the past, now that I'm doing this podcast, now that I'm gaining a little traction in my life, they're popping up again, but they're popping up as you know things that I don't deal with anymore, but they're problems in my life now because I didn't deal with them back then, you know what I mean, um, but they're easier to handle because I'm doing the things that I should have been doing back then now, Uh, but the guy back to the car, the guy, uh, he runs the test on it and he's like, uh, I, I, I should not let you have your car back. (laughs) He was like, to be honest with you, like I, I, you shouldn't be driving on the road at all with the way your car was. It was like so many problems with it. Right. So I was just like, okay, just tell me how much I would need to get all this shit fixed. He gives me the bill. I was like, I'm probably just going to have to take my chances because I'm not I'm not paying this. This shit is ridiculous. I I am beyond broke. And the guy knew. The guy knew too. He was just like, "Come on, man. Like just just give up, man. This 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 car ain't supposed to be for you anymore, right?" So I'm driving so I was like, "Well, fuck it. I got to go back." home and see my mom and shit for a minute, see my brother, because at that time, he was living with, with our mom, and, uh, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna go see him and shit, and I drive back, and when I park, <laughs> and this is when I was still smoking weed, like, every single day, like, I drive back, and, uh The car starts smoking like I I parked the car in front of the house. Now, you got to imagine I drove from San Marcos all the way to San Antonio where I live. That's like a 45 minute drive on the highway going 60, 70. Right. And um, I park right in front of my house and, you know, open the door and I start walking towards the house and I start seeing my car smoke. This is like the day. Or two, and the reason why I came down there was because I had the money to just do the parts my own. Remember, I was like, you know, at the beginning, I was like, hey, I can fix this car. You know, I, you know, I ain't got no money. Well, you know, that was the year prior to this happening, right? So, uh, I get the car. So the car, I'm, I parked the car, <laughs> and I'm running to. I'm going to the house, and I see the car start burning, and I had, like a dumbass, I had my joints out on the fucking seat, right, and uh, my mom being, you know, just a sweet Christian woman that she is, she calls the cops, and you guys know I don't do well with law enforcement, right, but she doesn't know that I have the weed in the car, right, so... The cops show up, the fire department shows up. Now, one of the cops had stopped me before. And this was like maybe three, like three to five months prior to my car, you know, blowing up on me, essentially. It blew up that day that uh, I made it down there to fix the parts that that mechanic told me I shouldn't be driving a car with. I was like, well, fuck it. I've I've fixed the car before. I'll just go down. Have you know I don't have any tools right now, so I'll just go down to my house. You know, have my brother help me fix the car, and uh, we'll be square. Well, on that day that I came down, that was the day that the car blew up. Was the day that was the reason why I was going down to San Antonio to fix the car. I park in front of the house, and the car blows up on me. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to the cop. So the cops show up. You know, everybody's you know uh, doing this shit, and I lock the car. Right? It's the same cop. It's the same cop that pulled me over like five months prior because uh, at that time I was on. I was like, I was still, I was still on pro. I just had gotten done, or at least at that time I had thought, I you know. I was still working on my probation, but I thought I was in the cool. And, uh, you know, at that time, the cop pulls me over and was just like, hey, you know, do you have anything in your car? I was like, no, go ahead and check. Apparently, he it showed up on them that I was, you know. I was, you know, on status for, you know, minor pot possession, right? Minor, you know, marijuana and shit. So, at this time, when my car blew up, you know, four or five months later, it's the same cop that shows up with the uh, fire department. So, I locked the car. I can't find the keys anywhere, right? I knew where the keys were at, (laughs) but I'm telling them, I was like, I don't know where the keys is, blah, blah, blah. They were like, well, we got to get in the car because uh, we need an ID or something To be able to show that, you know, this is your car, X, Y, and Z. So I'm bullshitting the cops for like 15, 20 minutes, right? I'm like, fuck. If they find that fucking weed in there, I'm fucked. I am fucked, right? So the fire department shows up and they do their thing. And, you know, they open the car. They pry the car open and uh, (laughs) the guy was looking through it. And he sees the joint, and I see that he saw the, saw the joint, and he looks at me, and he's just, like, looking at the cops, and he looks right back at me, and he just grabs the ID card, and he's like, yep, got the ID card, and, um, you know, closes the door, goes off to the distance, and, you know, nothing of it, right? And I'm sitting there like, "Oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Oh my God, I dodged a bullet. Oh my God, I dodged the bullet <laughs> and, but I think the i think the i think the the uh firefighter was just filling me. He was like, man, he's probably he was like, man, you probably need to smoke that shit right after what we just had to take care of with you know putting your car out of you know." putting the fire out of your car like you, you don't have a car anymore like they told me that like as soon as they got done fighting it they're like you don't have a car anymore dude <laughs> so he so uh I, I I I look back at this and uh I'm just like fuck man I shit man that's just how my life is But it was because of the things that led up to that point. You know, I was just, I was struggling. And then life just took the last thing that I felt proud of. And and it emboldened me. It was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I still got a job. So that's when I started walking all that time that I told you earlier in this uh, episode about walking four or five miles to work because I knew at the end of the day, life ain't gonna stop. It's still gonna keep going. Like, no matter what happens in your past, no matter what happens in your present, you still have a future to work on. So,
2: uh, I, I I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know I just jumped around, but I I was thinking about that car and I was just thinking about the future. And, you know, seeing that Simpsons episode, it really put things in perspective to me, man. Like, you know, I can't believe that I caught the wave at the time that I did and that I have the stories to tell you guys about, you know, my life and how I can relate that to all these things. Um, But I just wanted I just I just know that. I'm lucky enough to have lived this shitty horrible life. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that I would be able to have a podcast to tell you about the fucked up shit that my fucked up life has given me. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm the only one to blame. I'm the only one to blame. And I'm okay with that. That's what I that's what I've learned. Going to the future. I gotta be okay with it. I gotta be okay with my fuck ups. You know, it's it's what's going to get me into my future where I'm driving down Wurzbach or some exotic place in that 1987 Ferrari Testarossa with two bad bitches in the back. And I would have you to think. Because you wanted to hear me talk about my (laughs) fuck-ups. This is another midnight podcast.
3: Hey, yeah, do you know now where you're going to? She said, Hey, have you been somewhere you've never ever been before?
2: Tonight you heard music from Phoenix and their song If I Ever Feel Better from their
0: debut album United. You also heard Do You Know Where You're Coming From by Jameer Aquino. 1996 album Traveling Without Moving.
2: Right now you are listening to The Systems 1987. Summer hit Don't Disturb this groove from the album of the same name Don't Disturb. This groove. If you would like to contact us you can send an email to Midnight Podcast Plus at gmx.us. You can also find Standard Active Laboratories on social media, Standard Labs on Instagram and Standard Labs NPO on Facebook. Don't forget to click the support button or drop a voice message at anger.fm slash midnight podcast.